Welcome to the Holistic Icon Podcast, hosted by Dr. Nisha Chellam, a board-certified internist and holistic medicine specialist who understands the science of disease and the art of healing. Every week, Dr. Nisha gives you tips on how to take control of your health, because you are your best doctor. Here's your host and author of Transform Your Thyroid, Dr. Nisha Chellam. It's Dr. Chellam with Save Your Thyroid, Restore Your Thyroid. Transform your thyroid. Right? We can't even remember. We can't even remember our own book's name, but it's actually transform your thyroid. That's really what we're going to start uh, in the next few series. Really talk about um, thyroid disorders. I think there's enough information out in the web as well as on um, um, Dr. Google, Google University about thyroid. But this is going to be our take on it. This is something that I'm very. Um, passionate about, um, mainly because I think of all the endocrine glands, the thyroid is probably the most um, uh, ill understood by both physicians and patients uh, alike. And um, what I want to give in this podcast, an overview of why a thyroid uh, disorder is not as simple as um, what medicine should I be on? What can I take? And um, or um, what combination, whether synthetic or natural? And, and I know when you talk to multiple functional medical providers or you talk to holistic doctors, everybody has their own take on we should do uh, synthetic, we should do natural. I'm going to get down to the nitty-gritty details of what is the thyroid, why, when it dysfunctions, we don't think about medications. We should actually really think about it as, um, let me put it this way, I think the thyroid gland, if you have a genetic susceptibility, I have to emphasize that if you have a genetic susceptibility, it's probably one of the weakest endocrine glands that mm-hmm. you have in your body. Um, So when the thyroid fails, you always need to ask, not what should I take, but why? Why do I have a thyroid disorder? And that's what we're going to delve into in this podcast. So welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Chellum from Holistic and Integrative Center of Novi, and this is Marina, a nutrition coach. Our goal is to look at uh, people's blueprint figure out what do they need in order to get healthy or what is making them unhealthy and create your specific plan, what you should be doing um, and what needs to shift in your metabolic, whether it be your metabolic design or your environment so that you actually can attain the um, most optimal health for your age and um, your situation. So, the Transform Your Thyroid is the book that's going to be coming out in a couple of weeks. And Actually, I next week. Two weeks. October 2nd. Oh, yeah, two weeks. Well, <laughs> so I hope it's done. Yeah, two it weeks. Is. It is done. October it's just, um, I think a couple of our clients actually volunteered to read it and oh, see God. if it is actually uh, making sense and it's, it's simple. And I'm going to try. That's, that's our goal is to make it very simple and easy for people to read and understand. But let's look at what the thyroid is. Thyroid, um, uh, the word thyroid is derived from, um, of course, we have to use Greek, right? To, mm-hmm. uh, you, we always ask, are you speaking to me Greek? But this is Greek. It's thyreos. Thyreos means shield. And they feel it was designed to protect us. And um, I consider the thyroid almost like if you uh, look at the army, the infantry, they are the first line of defense. Mm-hmm. So they actually take a lot of the, um, uh, the impact 
of a failing health is really seen in your thyroid gland, particularly if you have a genetic trait for it. So your family history is very important. But one of the reasons I say don't talk about medicines till you know why your thyroid failed is because we have really four different categories, I would say, as to what, why the thyroid fails. Let me pull that up for you so I don't forget to tell you something. But the four different categories are, how do I remove this uh, separately? Oh, you want this out? Yeah, just the drawing. Oh, you can't do that. Oh, there it goes. Okay. So the four different categories we look at is um, where it, when your thyroid fails, you want to look at is it the thyroid that's failing or something else making it fail? These are the only two ways to look at it. When I say thyroid failing, it means directly the thyroid is not producing its hormones. That would be when it's directly damaged. So you have radiation. How would you get radiation to your neck if you've had, like I've had people with keloid scars? And that's another way that they do radiation to the neck. Or because for another reason, you had a um, throat cancer at some time or a lymphoma somewhere where they had to use radiation your thyroid becomes very susceptible to damage. And then if you were in any of these um, areas like Chernobyl, where you have the nuclear uh, reactor mm -hmm. um, accident, as well as um, Hiroshima, Japan. Mm -hmm. yeah, Japan, um, those cases also the thyroid was, thyroid cancers were very common, thyroid disorders were very common. So that's a direct um, insult to the thyroid. The other is very common, but we don't really look for it is viral infections. Mm -hmm. Thyroiditis means an inflammation of the thyroid. It can come from viral infections or it can come just after pregnancy. So if you have a susceptibility to thyroid disorders, with every pregnancy, your thyroid begins to get inflamed. So if you, in fact, most women will be able to recall that all of their health problems began soon after pregnancy. <laughs> Now, let me tell you, it's not the pregnancy that's causing the problem. It's your state of health before you became pregnant that makes you more susceptible. So let me explain that further. I, I usually find in life what we do, our 20s, we spend a lot of our 20s just enjoying life, right? Drinking, eating whatever you want. Your metabolic rate is so awesome that no matter what you eat, you will lose weight. That's what happens to most women in their 20s. So by the time they settle, have a baby, they pretty much damage their gut and a lot of their metabolic processes, except that it's not very obvious till that huge physiological stressor occurs, which is your pregnancy. Mm -hmm. yep. And soon after that, you find there's a lot of inflammation of the thyroid. So what happens is soon after pregnancy, your hair begins to fall. You may have like that apathy or the postpartum depression. You may feel bloated. You may feel like you're not losing weight. Then after six months, everything gets a little better. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll find a lot of back pain too, and we don't think of these things as a part of the thyroid, but as your thyroid gets better, you get back to your normal, and maybe two or three, somewhere between three and five pounds always remains. And then after about a year, you may lose it, but if you get pregnant the next year, then you're again getting that bout of thyroiditis. So by the time you're on the third and the fourth pregnancy, you've pretty much damaged your thyroid. And that's how a lot of people find that after pregnancy, they cannot uh, lose their weight. They've been feeling tired. They have um, dry hair. They cannot sleep. So we actually look for that history of um, is there something that triggered off 
these symptoms. Um, the other one, if there was some kind of injury to the thyroid, you had bleeding and destruction, uh, you had some other uh, neck surgery, could something have been uh, affected in the thyroid? This was very rare. And sometimes we also look for um, damage to the pituitary gland, which is the master gland in the brain that can destroy the production of thyroid hormones because the thyroid stimulating hormone no longer stimulates the production of the thyroid. Now, if those of you who have no idea what the thyroid is, I probably should make a separate podcast for you, but actually the brain uh, stimulates the thyroid to make the thyroid hormones. The thyroid stimulating hormone or TSH is the basic screening test that we do in traditional or conventional medicine to make sure that axis and the hormone um, is probably working normally. And a lot of times it does not give you the full story. It mm -hmm. just tells you that the pituitary is producing in just enough hormone and if it's in, within a certain rate, we say you're normal. But we have to delve a little deeper and we'll get into that at probably another test. But let me tell you what are the things you need to look for when you have these uh, symptoms of low thyroid. So, yeah, what are the symptoms of low thyroid? I think that would be helpful too. We can go into that. So a lot of it is, um, let's say you've been always a certain weight and suddenly in the last year, you've just gained 20 pounds. How many times we hear that? I didn't change okay. anything. I've always been eating crappy or I never exercised, but now I've suddenly gained weight. Mm -hmm. yep. That's a mark that your thyroid is not working. A lot of times that's usually what we see. So the sudden weight gain for which you have no different explanation, it's not like you changed your eating habits. Um, if you've e been eating unhealthy, it's always been the same. The other one is you begin to feel cold. You're constantly cold. Uh, everybody else is uh, in tank tops and uh, camisoles and you're wearing a cardigan and a sweater. That's probably a sign that your metabolic rate is so low that you're feeling there's not enough uh, heat being produced. Sometimes people uh, who are very astute enough, they will check their temperature to see if they actually feel cold and you'll find your body temperature, so basal body temperature is much lower. It may be between 96, high 96 and uh, 97. And there's a lot of people that say, oh, I normally run low and that's not normal. Yeah. So 98.6 is normal. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people do run low all the time. And, um, but that also tells me your basic uh, basal metabolic rate is affected. The other um, uh, symptom, it may or may not happen with everyone, is hair loss. But the most common system is, uh, symptom, almost 65% of people with low thyroid complain of, is fatigue. Yep. I am tired. You're never tired if you are normal. Mm -hmm. You're tired if something is going on. Um, and I will, re um, let me explain that even um, better. Can you never be tired normally? Well, you can be tired, but you know that kind of tiredness. You know you've actually put in hours of work or you've been working um, unusually long, unusually hard, so you're exhausted. But this fatigue is something that's, you're waking up fatigued. By the middle of the day, by 11 a.m., you're fatigued. And you know that you're just taking, it's taking everything in you to finish the day's work. About and, taking a nap, yeah. Yes, and mm -hmm. all you can think of is get home and take rest. Put your feet up and just doze off. Mm -hmm. That is an unusual form of fatigue that unfortunately is very common to thyroid. Then, of course, the dry hair, falling of hair, eyebrows become thin. So the best way I, I'll tell you guys, 
take a picture of yours, probably five years younger, but when you thought you were perfectly healthy, and take a picture of yours now when you have, if you have all these symptoms, you will see immediately the change in your face. Uh, there'll be a lot of puffiness around your eyes. There'll be like you'll have the uh, lines around your nose a little deeper. Your jaw actually sags. You can see that extra skin that'll sag. You can see that you uh, you have a, what do they call this double chin? Yep. A triple. It just hangs, and it's almost like the whole face is falling towards gravity or responding to gravity, whereas in the past it was all lifted up. So that's something very common with thyroid, and this is because there's a protein. When you have low thyroid, there's a protein that accumulates in the layer of the skin. There's a dermis and epidermis. Epidermis is the top one in the dermis. And this protein accumulates and actually gives you that aged look. So, so it's not just normal aging. This is beyond that. Yeah. And it's going to be within a few years. And you tend to look older. And, that, and you'll find that because now you gain those 20 pounds, you're going to... Obviously, what do most women do? They join Weight Watchers, they start exercising, they find a trainer, they go to the gym, and you cannot lose even an ounce of weight. That's your metabolic rate is completely dead. These are the symptoms you want to look for when you're saying, you know, what do I think my thyroid is not working? And why would it not be very simple to just do a test? But if you go to a conventional doctor, even if you ask for detailed testing, at the most they will do TSH, T3, T4, it still doesn't tell you the whole story. So a lot of people come to us saying, you know, my thyroid tests have always been normal, but it is not normal if only those three tests are done. The second thing is, um, I have also people who will come and tell us, you know, I'll have my doctor do the test. You can have any doctor do any of these tests. In fact, you can go and get them done yourself. But if you don't know how to interpret this and actually connect it to the story, those tests are useless. And I can tell you um, about eight years ago, before I knew what functional medicine is, I would have seen those tests and I wouldn't have known the significance as long as the TSH and T4 was within the normal range, I would have said you're normal. And that's so, what a lot of doctors base their prescriptions on, too. So we have a lot of people, women mostly, who come in, they are on thyroid medicine, and it's done nothing for them. Right. And their doctor says, well, it's normal, your levels are normal now, but they still feel like they're not normal. And, you know, the problem with that also is, um, uh, and I just want to make sure, guys, that everybody, uh, can you hear us? Because we are using a different mic today. Hopefully. Yeah, we always have some issues whenever we try something new. So yeah. let us know. But it looks like everyone... People usually tell us this. Yeah, they usually would have said by now. Yeah. So one of the things to keep in mind, when you say, I'm going to have my doctor do the test, it's not about just doing the test. You need somebody who can actually interpret this test accurately for you. So it, make, it makes it significant in your care that this, is, um, uh, this test is actually normal. So if you have those symptoms and your test come back normal, the symptoms are more important than the test. And... What I have learned in my practice is your tests actually lag behind your symptoms. Your symptoms come first, mm -hmm. then the test becomes abnormal. And similarly, when you feel better, your tests lag behind how you feel. So as you get better, I like to, uh, as long as people are on the path of healing, I like to do the test much, much later than when they kind of stabilize rather than uh, do it soon after they've made all the changes that they're supposed to. 
So uh, one was the direct destruction of the thyroid gland uh, through whatever external reasons. Then the second one is the most common, almost, I would say, a majority, 80% and above of the thyroid disorders we see today are autoimmune. Auto means um, self and immune is your immune system. So your immune system, what I call it, is the friendly fire. In other words, it is um, fighting something else and for some reason um, mistakes the thyroid as the enemy and tends to attack the thyroid instead. And there are several reasons for, um, for this to happen. A lot of times we think um, uh, there's a viral infection that exposed certain parts of the thyroid and made it more susceptible for the immune system to come and attack it. It could be a gut problem where suddenly certain foods that you were never sensitive to before, you've started getting sensitive to. And then the thyroid hormones, um, uh, there are several theories about it. They think the thyroid hormone looks like gluten, therefore gluten sensitivity uh, can lead to thyroid destruction. So usually it's a viral infection or some medication that you took. Um, for example, as amiodarone was a, um, a medication in the past was used for abnormal heart rhythms, we had to check thyroid because it did cause thyroid dysfunction. It affects the metabolism of the thyroid. And then you can have, um, obviously, the food sensitivities, and, uh, but commonly it's viral infection and, of course, the pregnancy. The viral infection that we are noticing more and more commonly is Epstein-Barr virus, which everybody gets, I think, is at some point ex exposed to. And we do a specific test to see if you have active EBV infection. If you have the active EBV infection, then we need to create a treatment protocol to get rid of that infection so your immune system is not so hyper and destroying your own thyroid. So that, again, requires uh, somebody who's very familiar with that um, aspect of um, the autoimmune process to help you um, deal with it. Then, of course, um, the other common reason when where you have thyroid disorders is because you don't have all the raw materials needed for the thyroid hormones to be made. Do you have enough um, iodide from your food or zinc or iron? Um, I've mentioned this before. Iron is a huge one because a lot of young women, they have heavy menstrual cycles because they have... Um, high estrogen states because of insulin resistance, because of mm -hmm. the food that they eat. So when they have a high insulin state and they have a high estrogen state, they have menstrual abnormality, they bleed heavily, they lose iron. Iron is a very important part in the uh, meta uh, metabolism of the thyroid hormones. And if you are anemic, don't take iron, you're most likely going to have symptoms of hypothyroidism. And then there are uh, certain ethnic groups, uh, the Indian um, at, um, South Indians particularly and also the Middle East. Uh, we, uh, they tend to have a lot of inhibition of the um, incorporation of the um, iodide into the thyroid gland mm -hmm. and the foods that we eat, especially the cruciferous vegetables, can also do um, inhibit this but I want to just make a statement there. Cruciferous vegetables are very, very healthy. They just have to be cooked. You just don't have raw cabbage and raw cauliflower and broccoli. Um, and, of course, vitamin A and vitamin B deficiencies, which I don't think anybody checks for vitamin A deficiencies no. in patients who come with thyroid. 
and or any of those other things. <laughs> any of these, uh, that's yeah. true, no zinc, no iron. So those are the things we look for. And then a new category that is, we have almost a 300% increase in thyroid disorders. And I think in 2016, the Endocrinology Society did admit that we do have what we called hormone disruptors or endocrine disruptors, mm -hmm. which is the chemicals that we are exposed to. Um, so you have the BPA, everybody understand, uh, understands that. And then we have the uh, chloride, bromide uh, products, perchlorates. These are all present in inflammables and in cosmetics in um, uh, plastics, obviously, in pesticides. Um, and so a lot of our hormones get disrupted. And unless you know your level of exposure to these, you probably are disrupting your thyroid. And what they actually do is not uh, prevent the production. Actually, they, I would say they somewhat um, interrupt with the uh, formation of the thyroid hormones. So, and nobody ever uh, checks for that or detoxes people for that and gives them an education on what they should be doing. Or so we'd all be lobbying against all of these products. <laughs> That's right. And now I, I think it's a, that is the truth. So what I want you to also understand, why is it more common in women for some reason are estrogen levels, estrogen st uh, state, a high estrogen state puts us at a higher mm -hmm. risk for autoimmune disorders and a lot of what we experience. And um, this is nothing against uh, male doctors, but I can tell you when they make an effort to be healthy, men in general, they get healthy very fast. And we've seen that in our practice. Mm -hmm. We have husband and wife join. The husband just drops pounds and the wife is the one cooking the meals for both of them and she can barely get to move one or two pounds because our hormones somehow put us at a disadvantage though it puts us at an advantage in many other ways it puts us at a disadvantage when it comes to autoimmune disorders and um all these uh disruptors sorry instagram if we just shook it's because our camera just fell mm. all right so Again, to summarize the four uh, major categories as to why you have endocrine problems, either your thyroid failed, where you'll have a low T4, which is the inactive form of the hormone, or you have an autoimmune disorder where you can find all of those antibodies against your thyroid, or you have vitamin and mineral deficiencies. And the last one is something is disrupting your hormone. Usually it is um, chemicals that we have been exposed to and we're exposed to almost 80,000 chemicals on a daily basis. And then each time, um, oh, I guess every year, more and more chemical exposure, we find something new, um, something that makes our life convenient, but actually it's disrupting our um, hormones. Yeah. Well, that's what's interesting too, that you said there's a 300% increase in you know, thyroid issues, but there's also that huge increase in autoimmune, in autism, in asthma, and these things are all connected, you, you know, so it just kind of depends on how that person is going to be affected specifically, but it's really all coming from the same source, essentially. And, and, and I think that's, that's important to understand, too, because what is your genetic predisposition? That's why your family history becomes very important. Um, if it, a thyroid disorder is run in your family, most likely you're going to have um, a thyroid disorder. That's going to be your weakest link. Yeah, that's your weakest example. link. And if you have rheumatoid arthritis, then your autoimmune condition is going to be your rheumatoid mm -hmm. arthritis. But remember, 
our target. So when you have an autoimmune thyroid condition, just giving thyroid medicines never is the answer. Mm-hmm. We actually have to look at what is the immune system disrupted by. And it could be the viral infection, it could be some kind of chemical, or it could be some kind of food sensitivity. So you really take the whole person into account and not just focus on the thyroid. It does not matter whether you have a um, natural thyroid, whether you have compounded or whether you have synthetic. In fact, I personally love the synthetic, but you know, I use a lot of the uh, natural NP and desiccated thyroid, which is from the uh, big glands. And I know there are a lot of advocates for the natural thyroid. It's because the natural thyroid has both T4 and T3. And remember the T3 um, is the hormone that's not produced. Uh, it's produced at a lesser amount by the thyroid, but gets activated outside of the thyroid. And I think that's why people like desiccated, but you can get the synthetic. And the only reason I like the synthetic, if you get a good uh, uh, quality one, and you, or if you want to get it compounded, is you get a specific dose. If I say 50 micrograms, I know you're getting 50 micrograms. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the, desic- in the desiccated, when I say take 60, you may be getting 60, you may be getting a little more, you may be getting a little less. So again, it's not the kind of thyroid medicine, it, the solution is not the thyroid medicine, the thyroid, uh, for the symptoms, it may be the thyroid medicine, but the s- solution to the problem is figuring out why is the immune system disrupted? Uh, does your thyroid have everything it needs to make the thyroid medication, uh, thyroid hormones, or uh, does uh, do you have um, do you, do you have actually a functioning thyroid? If you don't have a functioning thyroid, you have to take thyroid medications. So hopefully uh, that gives you a good overview of why um, you have thyroid disorders. If there are any questions, I'll be happy to take them. Let me refresh the screen to see if there are any specific questions. Uh, and just to summarize, too, one of the big things is we're talking so much about autoimmune here, and I don't think autoimmune is almost ever addressed really in conventional medicine when you have Hashimoto's. They, uh, so the, they do address it. They tell you you have Hashimoto's, number one. But and the amount of people that call and don't understand what that means. Yeah. So. They just said, oh, they say, yeah, I know. They just say, oh, you have Hashimoto's. It sounds very fancy and it sounds like, um, okay, I have Hashimoto's. Now what? Mm-hmm. They say, well, your thyroid is still working. So we'll just continue to check it. And when it fails, we'll replace the medication. The problem is whatever is destroying your thyroid, it is just a signal that it's a flag that there's an underlying problem. So now you may lose your thyroid and you may be just on a thyroid medicine, but six years later you'll be a diabetic. And then you'll say, oh, I'm, I'm a diabetic, it runs in my family. And then six years later you will have arthritis. I'll say, oh, my mother had arthritis. And then another 10 years later you will have failing memory. What you fail to realize is the very first in your 30s when your Hashimoto's or the antibodies were high, that was your warning sign. Your body said, I need some help. Instead, what we did is we just gave it medication with every symptom it created. Mm-hmm. And so before you know, by the time you're in your late 50s and early 60s, you're on six and seven medications. All your friends are on the same medicine. So you think it's normal. And uh, the medical system teaches us it's normal. It's inevitable. Once you have this, this is how it's going to happen. I mean, I want you to understand, it is not inevitable. Having thyroid disease is not inevitable. It is just simply a flag that something needs to change, something needs to be addressed. 
and it it is a journey guys it's not like you go see i saw this holistic doctor and they gave me natural thyroid now i feel great you will feel great initially anytime you change the medicines you're going to feel great and eventually you'll find six months later those medicines don't work because the underlying problem is not your thyroid but your immune system am i making that clear i i don't see any questions as yet but i see that people are watching maybe we just confused everybody i'm not sure which one it is so you will yeah when you when i don't get any questions either everybody's confused or everybody's i'm so crystal clear that no one has any questions it's like ah, you make sense i hope that's what it is um and hello to hi jane uh thank you for being here and patricia and bonnie hi bonnie so let's see if there's um uh, if there are no other questions let's see what else um you would like to know about i just wanted to talk about the causes of thyroid and i'm putting it in full broad categories and when our uh, the book comes out in two weeks it'll have a little more in detail on how each one of those impact your thyroid health um so do you have a nutrition tip for them today yeah i do have a couple little tips well you know the big thing that i mentioned in terms of nutrition too is when you're talking about autoimmune disease mm -hmm. it's really important we always go back to this with your gut health um because that it's kind of really the entry point of autoimmune for most people. Mm -hmm. So getting out, you know, the junk food, the processed sugar, um, all those kinds of, you know, white carb type yeah. things that have a lot and of chemicals. Food -like in them. products. Yeah. When you want like to put quotations around food, then you should. Right. Eat it. No, actually we had a client who just came yeah. today and you asked me, so she had, was it a pasta? It was a black bean pasta, organic non-gmo mm -hmm. and it said uh, ingredients black beans and in right under it it said contains soy and we were trying to figure out where was the soy yeah in it. so i think she's actually going to call and find out so i'm interested to see yeah so uh, learning to read labels understanding is the uh, the lesser food looks like its origin so when you're buying quinoa pasta Quinoa doesn't look like anything like a penne pasta or a, a angel hair or any of those. That's a processed food. I don't care if the ingredients are just one. It may say only quinoa, but how do they process it to make it look like a pasta and cook like a pasta? That's where I think I have a little bit of a problem with all of these health foods because they are highly processed. So the more whole your foods are, so apple is whole. Applesauce is processed. Apple pie is even further processed, right? But the apple is a whole food. And I just want you to look at it, how further away from the uh, origin is it? And the further it is, the more processed it is. So my question for you, because I was maybe going to mention this, but how do you feel about uh, algae noodles, right? Oh, the one that they, that's a process. Mm -hmm. If you really look that's at it, true. it has a sodium um, alginate mm -hmm. and it is processed because it's seaweed. How yeah. do you get it from seaweed? I don't know the processing. In fact, I think and it's crystal and white. <laughs> yes. And it's hard to cook. Um, you don't have to cook it. I know you don't have to, but mm -hmm. if you put, if you want to cook it and make it a little mm -hmm. softer, you can cook it all you want and it stays crystal and clear. So, um, again, I, I think anything that is not in its natural form is somewhat processed. So, um, 
some of the deficiencies they can help with thyroid, like you had said, iron is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Good source of iron is your leafy greens. If you're steaming them, it's a good way to get some iron in, especially spinach. Um, selenium is a big one for thyroid. All you need is three to four Brazil nuts a day. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a selenium deficiency that's affecting your thyroid. Um, vitamin A and B, really you can get that. As long as you're eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, you're getting all of that and not B12. FYI, but your other B vitamins and your vitamin A are good. Um, the carotenoids, mm-hmm. the, a lot of the colored vegetables exactly, have a yeah. lot of vit- vitamin A. Um, um, and then iodine. Mm-hmm. Seaweed. Seaweed, yeah. Seaweed. <laughs> that's why a lot of times um, I, I, I don't think we have as many um, issues in um, Japan. I think iodine, if you have a lot of cystic breast um, issues, uh, fibroid uterus, ovarian cysts, iodine is a very good supplement to have, but I'm a big fan of test, don't guess, uh, always test before you replace supplements, because sometimes you, iodine has been connected with Hashimoto's, mm-hmm. so if you take iodine indiscriminately without actually checking your levels and do too much of it, in fact, there's been a direct correlation of iodine salt and incidence of Hashimoto's. Mm-hmm. So we are uh, iodine abundant, but Michigan particularly has a selenium deficient soil and an iodine deficient soil. So goiters are very common. That's a swelling of the thyroid gland, usually deficiency. Majority of the nodules, 96% of the nodules are benign. So very, please think hard, ask a lot of questions. If anybody recommends thyroid removal, I see so many young women just lose their thyroid. Even though it's a weak gland, it's a very powerful gland. I don't know how to put it that way, but it's basically a powerful weak gland. It has uh, the impact it has on your metabolic rate. It's, I call it your beauty hormone. If you don't have a thyroid, your beauty is gone because your skin gets dry, you get more wrinkles, you make, get more of those hanging skin, you, you lose your hair, um, you lose your eyebrows, and you lose what is called the twinkle in your eye. Most people, if you look at children, they have the sparkle in their eyes. And when you lose your thyroid, you actually lose the twinkle. I'll also put in here a little uh, spin on the Eastern aspect of um, approach to thyroid, which is uh, in yoga, when you look at Ayurveda, um, the thyroid isn't the fifth. It's called the chakra, so the uh, focus of energy uh, on your spine. The, it's right in the fifth, so the throat area. And they find people who are very suppressed, do not voice their opinion, who, have, who are not very authentic, who gossip. These are the people who have disruption of the thyroid. Just, so, that's all of us, right? <laughs> that's a lot of us. Yeah, that's a lot of us. We're constantly in the negative. So remember, uh, it's extremely important to be very positive. And um, uh, really, uh, w- negative thoughts, when they come try to rephrase them it will help your thyroid work much better but in general if you want to look at it for just from a conventional medical standpoint you want to make sure nothing is attacking your thyroid nothing nothing is disrupting the formation of the hormone in terms of deficiencies or an abundance of other chemicals i think that's pretty much gives you an overview of um uh, how what are the reasons your thyroid fails and about all I should say you should have you would have a genetic trait and that's why you have a problem with the thyroid. Mm-hmm. But that can be addressed successfully. So 
genetics is just information. It doesn't get translated unless your environment um, is uh, probably conducive to making it very obvious. We do have one question. Do we have time? Uh, we can quickly wrap up. It's Jane. Uh, she does thyroid malfunctions affect sleep. How or is it usually other things? Absolutely. 100% thyroid is known to affect sleep. If it's low, you sleep all day long and you're still tired when you wake up. If it's high, you never get to sleep. Um, so it can be both ways. Um, it does um, disrupt. It's a very convoluted way. Um, remember, if it is your fire, if it's a fire of the cells, everything, um, and I think I've said that in my previous videos, if your thyroid does not work, you lose 40% of the function of the body. If it uh, works too much, it, your um, metabolic rate almost doubles. It's almost 60% to uh, 60 to 80%. So um, it does disrupt every process in you. But head to toe, you can be affected by a thyroid disorder. I hope that answers your question. And thank you for the question. And next week, we'll be joined by our friends from Two Hounds Farm. And we'll be talking about all sorts of good stuff. Um, pretty much about how local food really affects you as a whole and that's always a fun conversation so um follow us on uh, itunes if you want to listen to the podcast again uh you can also subscribe to our youtube channel uh, make sure you are in the holistic icon community if you haven't signed up already and of course our website is holisticicon.com and uh this is Dr. Chalam and Marina from the Holistic and Integrative Center of Novite, the best place for you to find your best doctor, and that will always be you. Thank you for joining us on the Holistic Icon Podcast. Subscribe for the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit holisticicon.com to listen to past episodes. Want to take control of your health and live a life of wellness? Dr. Chalam's best-selling book, Transform Your Thyroid, teaches you how to overcome fatigue, depression, weight gain, and more, and is available on Amazon.com.